Now, whether you're for or against hookup culture is for you to decide. The point of this episode is not to change your opinion. The point of this episode is simply to expose you to different perspectives and encourage you to talk about this with friends and family. I think it's very easy to sit in the echo chamber that is social media and consume a bunch of the same opinions because all you have to do is decide how you feel about something and then have those feelings reaffirmed by all the other people expressing the same feelings. But taking the time to debate these topics with real people, especially ones that don't agree with you, is how you figure out what you actually think. So, while I was preparing this episode, I spent a considerable amount of time on the internet searching for different people expressing their opinions about hookup culture, and there seems to be a countless number of posts about this topic, which is understandable because it it really has become so common, at least here in the West, and it affects all of us in one way or another. All right, so now that we've got a little bit of context, I'm going to play a few of the clips that I found interesting, and I'll be explaining things and making comments along the way. So let's do it. First of all, I think casual sex is a contradiction in terms. I don't think there's anything about sex that's casual, and I think that people are deceiving themselves badly whenever they think so. They might like to live in a, you know, 1970s playboy adolescent fantasy, but I don't, I've never seen that work under any circumstances whatsoever, and I think people get hurt badly. It's also a bad medium to long-term strategy because, you know, pair bonding is, a, is the most stable arrangement we know of, at least so far. Well, I won't even put it that way. It's the only stable... Uh, mode of being that we know for the long run and that's especially the case when you bring children into the equation I think it's delusional fundamentally and I, I think that people who are who believe that such things work I mean sometimes they're open people and they're creative and they're exploratory and all of that and fair enough but often they're just unconscientious and they don't want to take any responsibility and they want to live in this wish fulfillment fantasy where everybody can have all the sex they want all the time and it's always wonderful and no one gets hurt and it's like sorry that just doesn't work in the real world all right, so the man you just heard was the legendary, the godfather, the one and only Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. If y'all listen to this podcast, you know I fucking love this man for more than one reason. But getting back to the episode, um, in this clip, he's basically, the main idea is that casual sex just doesn't work. There's nothing casual about casual sex. Maybe some people think it's possible to live in some 1970s playboy magazine fantasy where everybody gets to have all the sex that they want and nobody gets hurt but it just doesn't work like that and we and also mentioning the fact that it's just not it's not a good long-term strategy like you might want to have sex right now but most people especially before all these fucking dating apps and this bullshit sexual uh, liberation came about i shouldn't that's a bit harsh right sexual liberation is not complete bullshit but what i'm saying is this idea that like there's no consequences for having a bunch of casual meaningless sex i think is kind of ridiculous and so definitely before then but i think even now most people if you ask them and they're being honest they want a long-term relationship they want a partner they would like to settle down and have a loving relationship with meaning to it and not just a bunch of casual sex with people that sometimes don't even know their fucking name you know what i'm saying and so when he says it's not, it's a bad long-term strategy what he's saying is like by having all that meaningless sex not only are you left unfulfilled and empty by the end of it 
It's like, how are you going to maintain that and also have a family and raise kids? How are you going to, even if you don't have kids, how are you going to maintain a meaningful relationship after years and years and years of just laying down with countless, nameless, meaningless people for some casual sex? You know, they just don't go together. It just doesn't work. According to Jordan, right? That's, that's the idea. I'm just trying to put it in different words in case what he said wasn't clear. Okay, so that's one perspective, right? But now, let's hear an opposing perspective. Jordan is saying that casual sex doesn't work. It's a bad long-term strategy. It's just a fantasy idea, but it always ends badly. Let's hear an opposing perspective. Just to, you know, keep it balanced here. We're trying to be fair on the podcast, and I'm trying to expose you to different points of view. So let's hear it. Here we go. I feel like it's perfectly fine to feel like you want to be a part of hookup culture or like sleep around when you're younger to try to figure out what you want. I think that's perfectly fine. And then later on, want to have something serious. I don't think sleeping around is a bad thing. I really don't think so. Not for men or women. But at some point, the epiphany phase needs to end. And reality needs to set in. If you want to have a serious relationship. How old are you? I'm 24. You're 24. God bless you. Love you. You have no idea how many girls, when I was 24, just getting started in the South Beach party scene in my early (laughs) 20s, are still out there single living it up well they can do that if they want no right? they, they cannot can't do that yeah, they, they can what do whatever they want but when they cry themselves to sleep like why can't i find a good man it's like because you passed him 10 years ago because you act like but a you hum- still wanted to hum- it up and no, do the it's, hookup culture it's because thing. they're looking for the plastic because they are plastic that's why because oh the people in Miami are that way it's not like you look for a serious how long have you lived in Miami, Miami now you've got a whole synopsis One of the city the, oh okay these are, these are all planet. figured out the, these rules apply here, nationally in Sweden, and internationally in New Zealand I've been all over the place I probably live more places than you guys have oh Jesus fucking Christ Okay, so this young lady is expressing an opposing idea right she's saying there's absolutely nothing wrong with hookup culture. If people want to sleep around, if they just want to try a bunch of different shit, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And they can do that until they're ready to settle down in a serious relationship. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure half of y'all agree with that. The other half is like, you're fucking crazy lady. And I gotta be honest, I, you know, I just don't see the logic in this one, man. The, the, the idea that there's nothing wrong with sleeping around and that you can just have sex with a bunch of different people, and then when you're finally ready, settle down and have something serious. First of all, whether you're a man or a woman, I don't give a shit. You are, do not take long-term relationship advice from a 24-year-old girl who is single or a 24-year-old man who is fucking single. Don't take advice from me either, all right? If, you, if what you want deep down is to have a, a long-term relationship, a successful long-term relationship, take advice from people in successful long-term relationships, not bobblehead-ass 24-year-old girls who are sleeping with multiple dudes. That's not who you take relationship advice from. The same way if you want to run a successful business, you talk to successful business people, all right? Not somebody working at fucking McDonald's, okay? Metaphorically speaking, this chick is working at fucking McDonald's telling you how to run a million-dollar business. Get the fuck out of here, bro. And it's not because she's a woman, all right? If it was a dude, I'd be saying the same shit. Don't listen to young, single, inexperienced people telling you what to do if you're looking for a long-term relationship, telling you there's nothing wrong with your behavior. How the fuck is she going to know, right? I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. And it's not just because I disagree with what she's saying. I'm just saying you got to, especially young ladies who fall into this trap of this radical, like, feminism and be empowered. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, dog, even if you just talk to other young women or young men, but typically young women who have 
bought into this idea that you can just sleep with a bunch of dudes and there's no consequences for that. Like talk to other young women who have actually done that and ask them, how's the experience? You know, are you feeling fulfilled and satisfied on the other side? You know, I'm not, I can't speak on that because I'm not a 24 year old girl who slept with a bunch of dudes, but I've talked to a lot of them. I've been with a lot of them. And it typically just doesn't work out well. And typically, these young girls are listening to other dumbass young girls who are telling them, yeah, you, you're 24 and you've had sex with like 30 different dudes. Nothing wrong with that. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Keep on that path until you're 35 and ready to get married. It's going to be fine. It's not, bro. <laughs> it's not. If you're a man, I'd be saying the same thing. If you're, I mean... Happens if you're if you're a dude, you're 24, you had sex with 30 different women, you gotta like dude, dude. It's just it's most likely not going to end well for you, bruh. You know what I'm saying? I, this isn't about me giving my opinion. This is about me exposing you to different perspectives, isn't it? Let's move on to the next clip. All right. We're going back to the other side of the fence. The author Louise Perry, who wrote the book. The Case Against Sexual Revolution. I'm pretty sure that's the title. Give me a second. The Case Against... Let me just make sure I got it actually... Or I got it correct, I mean. Sexual... Yes, The Case Against the Sexual Revolution. Louise Perry is the author. I'm actually listening to that book right now. It's really, really, really interesting. And this book talks about how the, the sexual revolution, the radical feminist movement to liberate women from the oppressive mentality of men who just want to control women like this whole revolution and movement is actually doing more harm than good to a lot of young women or at least that's what she's arguing in the book i highly recommend the book it's very 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 interesting i'll probably do an episode about it once i finish it all right but anyway the author of that book we are about to hear express her opinion on this sexual revolution and the idea that the only reason that well, I, I'm just going to get into it. She's going to give her opinion about the sexual revolution, all right? And then we'll talk about it. Here we go. I don't think it serves women's interests to pretend, as I think we have done for half a century now, that the only reason that women don't like casual sex as much as men is because they've been repressed. And that if only women could be freed mm. from that repression, that they could have sex like men and that this is what women really truly want underneath all of the sort of patriarchal nonsense. I don't think that's true. And evolutionary psychology would support that view. It should be very obvious intuitively why the sex who risk much more from any sexual encounter in terms of pregnancy in particular, why they would be the pickier sex and why mm. they would be less keen to jump into bed with someone they don't know. If you can accept that premise, then distress that is widely reported by young women in particular as a consequence of hookup culture can be understood not as the sort of vestiges of patriarchal sexual repression still playing out when women are slut-shamed. You can see it, see it instead as a completely good and natural response from women who are actually being put under pressure to have sex that they don't really want to have. And I think actually, if we're really interested in protecting those women's well-being, <laughs> I think continuing to try and make them behave more like men is not going to do that. 
All right. So again, that was Louise Perry. I highly recommend y'all check out her book, The Case Against the Sexual Revolutions. Fascinating stuff. And so just to summarize, she's basically saying it's really not in women's interest to encourage young women to act like men and just have sex with a bunch of random people. If you look at it, even from a biological perspective, it's pretty easy to understand why naturally women don't want to have sex with a bunch of different dudes. You know, when you think about the possibility of getting STDs or just getting pregnant, right? Just the danger of getting pregnant by sleeping with so many random dudes. You know what I mean? It's just easy to understand why they naturally wouldn't want to do that. And it's not to say that women don't like sex because I'm sure a lot of them do just as much as men, right? I'm not a woman, but you know, I think it's safe to say that. But the idea that the only reason that women don't have sex with a bunch of dudes, the way that a small percentage of dudes have sex with a bunch of women is because they're being repressed. Like that's, according to Luis, it's not really what's going on here. It's just like these women are being encouraged to act like that because in, I guess in whoever supports this idea, they're saying that's what it means to be free. And if you weren't being brainwashed and controlled and oppressed by men, you would be having sex with a bunch of people. So a lot of young girls feel pressured to have sex with a bunch of dudes because that's what all their fucking dumbass friends are doing. And I have to be free and I have to fight the patriarchy. So I guess I'm going to fuck a bunch of dudes, even though I don't really want to. And so she's saying like the distress that's reported by a bunch of young women who are engaging in hookup culture comes down to that. They're feeling pressured to have sex that they don't really want to have. And um, which is ironic because the whole thing about sexual liberation was about empowering women. When if you look at the reports, most of them are fucking miserable after engaging in the shit, you know. I don't know if it's true. I haven't read any fucking reports, but I have talked to a lot of young women. And that seems to be the consensus. And according to what Louise is saying, I mean, that's just what it is. Most girls who engage in this shit aren't really enjoying themselves. So if you really care about women, we shouldn't be encouraging them to act like men and have sex with a bunch of people. We should maybe just, um, we should choose something else. I don't remember exactly what she said in the clip. I'm not going to play it again just because there's so many clips to get through today. But you can listen to it again. And I don't think she suggested an alternative thing that we should be telling women but we advocating for women does not include trying to get them to act like young men i think that is the point is that hookup culture doesn't serve young women it actually hurts them in many ways all right now let's move on to the next clip the title i put on this clip is hookup culture is destroying us i gotta be honest i don't remember what was said in this clip but we're gonna play it and find out together my friend all right so here we go party and I don't regret it. It was an isolating experience then, but I'm grateful for it now. With that said, I tried. I moved my shit in, tried sleeping in a dorm. I mean, I even ate ramen. No matter how hard I tried, the idea of waking up the next morning not knowing what I did or where I was the night before never really appealed to me. In my opinion, this is where hookup culture stems from. Not dating apps, college. Drinking, partying, and racking up bodies aren't questioned in the college world. And this is why body counts have become so inflated over the years. It is so casually talked about in college. 
college. I remember listening in on conversations and when I would hear other people's numbers, I would think I was doing something wrong. My biggest issue with the ran through argument is that both men and women are so brainwashed at this age that they don't see it as a problem until it's too late. If we want to fix this instead of complaining about it, we have to start addressing it at a younger age. Because basing your self-worth off of how many bodies you have isn't at all normal. The question we should all be trying to address is how we make anti-college culture trendy. All right, I don't know why the fuck she was yelling, but she did make some valid points. So just to summarize, she's she's talking about her college experience. She's saying that I didn't get involved in hookup culture. I wasn't going to a bunch of parties like most college kids do, and I do not regret it. She even talked about her experience, like listening to other young girls who got involved in that shit. And she's saying, like, when I heard other people's body counts, I thought I was doing something wrong. So just in case you don't know, your body count in this context is how many people you've had sex with. In a different context, is how many people you've killed, and we're not talking about that right now, but I just wanted you to know that. In this context, if somebody asks you, what's your body count, they're asking how many different people have you had sex with. So when she heard how many fucking people young girls would have sex with in college, she thought she was strange because she hadn't had sex with that many people. That's how normal it is in college to just have so much casual sex. You're drinking, partying, taking drugs, sucking dicks, licking titties, right? You're just having sex with a bunch of different people casually and everybody acts like it's just a normal thing. And then she says, the problem with the ran through argument is that people don't realize it's a problem until it's too late. And so ran through Actually, let me back up. To be run through is like slang for letting a bunch of different people have sex with you. So if a guy says that girl has been ran through so many times, it means that she's let a bunch of different guys have sex with her so many times. If a guy says I have run through so many different women, he's saying I have had sex with so many different women. Okay. so getting back to what she said. A lot of people don't realize that being ran through or letting a bunch of different dudes have sex with you is a problem. They don't realize that until it's too late. So they get involved in this hookup culture. They're partying, they're drinking, they're fucking a bunch of different dudes. No commitment, no feelings, no relationships. And they don't realize until it's too late. They're 27, they're 38, they're 30, whatever the fuck. They get out of college and they realize, damn, all that shit was meaningless. And now I'm unfulfilled and empty and I can't form an emotional connection with anybody, and I'm just fucking miserable, and I got nothing out of that experience, right? Guys too, right? But she's talking specifically about girls in this clip, I guess. But it's, I, I would have to imagine, whether you're a girl or a guy, you're just having meaningless sex with a bunch of random people. You're just, like, you're just giving so much of yourself to all these random people. You don't even really get anything in return. Ladies, most of the time, y'all don't even get a fucking orgasm. What the fuck? You fucking all these different dudes, you don't even get the fucking cum. What the hell is going on here, right? So she's basically saying we have to realize that this co like hookup culture stems not just from dating apps like Tinder and Bumble, etc. It starts really on college campuses where all these kids with no parental supervision are just fucking the night away. You know what I mean? Casually, like it's no big deal. And we have to create a counterculture so that kids have something more meaningful to look towards, you know, and that they actually try to build meaningful relationships with each other. Take it slow. Get to know at least their fucking name before you put your dick in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. I think 
That's what she's saying. So we're going to move on to the next clip, my friend. This one, what did I title this one? Jordan Peterson's warning against hookup culture. Now, a lot of these clips are against hookup culture, and I'm not trying to change your opinion. If you want to hook up with a bunch of girls or guys, do what you fucking do, man. I'm just trying to give you some good content and make you think a little bit. All right. So the next clip, Jordan Peterson is going to basically give us a warning and explain why he thinks hookup culture is not a bad idea. Now, I know I've already played Jordan Peterson, but this man makes a lot of good fucking points, man. I did a lot of research and I thought this clip would be good for the episode. So we're going to get right into it. Here we go. Young people are being sold a shoddy bill of goods. Even if you're successful at what you pursue, say serial sexual satisfaction, Tinder, you're a hot Tinder item. It's like, well, if you're a male and you're attractive and you have an endless array of willing females, it's a gateway to psychopathy as far as I'm concerned, because you have to divorce your sexuality from the humanity of the people that you're engaged with sexually. Well, all that's going to do is make you hard and bitter. And I wouldn't recommend it. All right. So now in this case, I really believe that Jordan is referring more to the problem of men engaging in hookup culture, because like if you're a guy and you're having sex with a bunch of different women every night, every week, a different girl, what he's saying is it's a gateway or it's something that can easily put you on the path to psychopathy, psychotic behavior, right? Because if you're going to be engaging in sexual behavior, this intimate activity with so many different women and you're, what you have to do in order to be able to engage in that type of behavior is separate your emotional connection from the sexual activity. So there's no emotions involved and you're having tons of meaningless sex. You're training yourself to treat all these women like sexual objects. That's all they are. Just like living, breathing sex toys. They mean nothing. There's no emotion or humanity involved, even though like having sex is one of the most humane things you could do with another person. You know what I mean? So it's like really, really dangerous, not just for women, but for men. It's not good on either side of the fence, according to Jordan. That's the main idea. And I don't know this woman's name, but the next clip I'm going to play is going to echo or further reinforce that idea. So let me play it now. Once a man sleeps with a hundred different women, some of them married, some unmarried, all age groups, and he sees what, how easy it was, the easier it is for him, the worse it gets over time. And also typically men that do this are already seeking something. There's already a void that they're trying to fulfill. So they're already starting out in the negative, just like the women that do this. So they're not the healthiest people. They're already starting out at a negative. Then they go trying to fill this void and they have all of these empty interactions over and over and over again. And yes, they take that energy and they can build confidence and money and they're driving nice cars and wearing nice suits and having nice watches, but something inside is eroded. It still feels empty. And then when finally they wake up into the king phase and they want to get married and provide for a woman, they can't trust women because they remember all the married women, all of the single women, all of the college women, all of the nice women, all of the feminine women, all of the masculine women, all of the boss, all the different types of women that they slept with. And they're like, I, there's, there's no one I can trust. They don't even know how to have the kind of physical intimacy that human beings and spiritual beings seek at their core because while they were all busy doing all these shenanigans, they never had time to build 
actual deep human emotional connection. Because if they knew how to do that, they wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. <laughs> all right, my friend. So just to summarize, just in case it all wasn't clear, this woman's talking about how hookup culture is also detrimental to men, right? Because whether you're a man or a woman, if you're constantly seeking to have meaningless, emotionless sexual interactions again and again and again, you are, there's already something missing. You're trying to fill some kind of hole in your heart or your soul. And that's what she means when she says you're starting out at a negative and then you go have meaningless interaction after meaningless interaction, empty interaction after empty interaction. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. And so what happens is you have sex with all these different women, single women, married women, feminine women, masculine women, short women, tall women, whatever, all these different ladies, all these different promiscuous women that you're dealing with. When you finally mature a little bit and you say, I want to have a wife, I want to start a family, you can't even trust all these fucking women. There's nobody you can trust, right? You don't even know how to develop the level of intimacy needed to feel comfortable marrying and starting a family with another woman because you've been around all these fucking hoes for the last 10 years, right? You've just been exposed to so much promiscuity. You've trained yourself to think all women are like this because every woman that you've dealt with over the last 10 years is like that, can't be trusted, only good for one thing, right? And consequently, you are only good for one thing. I think that's what she's saying is so like by engaging in this behavior, whether you're a man or a woman, you're just increasing the chance that you're left emptier and emptier and emptier. And by the time you mature and decide, I want to settle down and have some sense of security. I want an actual friend. I want a real life partner. You can't even do it. You're incapable of forming the emotional connection. You know? It's not good, man. It's not good. And uh, this is probably like, one of the many things that uh, concerns me about getting married is just like when you've dealt with so many, and not to say that I've had sex with a thousand women, it's more like 976, but when you've dealt with so many of them, you're just like, how am I supposed to trust any of these fucking women? You know what I mean? How is that going to work? So it's just like after a certain point, you realize, dog, you have to stop engaging with these kinds of women and you have to stop displaying that kind of behavior and really change your mindset and start looking for different things when you deal with these women or these guys, whatever you're into, right? When you want a committed, serious relationship, when you want a real connection with somebody, you actually look for different qualities in the people you're dealing with. When you just want sex, you're looking for different qualities in that person, right? So I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just interesting to think about this subject. I could talk for hours about this and I keep getting off track. We still got a few more clips to get through, so we gonna move on. Now, this one doesn't, I didn't put a title on this one for some reason. So we're going to find out together. Actually, hold on. I got my notes here. I got my notes. The next clip. Here are some girls explaining why guys love hookup culture. Here we go. More guys are invested in hookup culture than girls are. Yeah, yeah. I, guys. Okay, now I, now I remember. So these girls are about to express their opinion that guys... There are more guys who prefer to be involved in hookup culture than there are girls who prefer to be involved in hookup culture. All right, here we go. More guys are invested in hookup culture than girls are. Yeah, yeah. I, guys love hookup culture, I feel like. They love saying that they have, they love, like, you know, IV guys sure. are dirty. Like, <laughs> Hang on a second. They, that, they bleeped or they removed that part of the audio because she used the word hoe 
which is slang for whore. Um, I guess because they didn't want to get the video blocked. Let me play it again, just so you're not confused. Love hookup culture, I feel like. They love saying that they have hoes. They love, like... So she's saying, guys love hookup culture. Guys love saying, oh, I got a bunch of hoes. I got a bunch of girls who have sex with me every week. Guys love that shit. That's what she's saying. All right, let me play it from the beginning. More guys are invested in hookup culture than girls are. Yeah, yeah. I, guys love hookup culture, I feel like. They love saying that they have hoes. They love, like, you know... IV guys sure. are dirty. Like, <laughs> well, more women have access to hookup culture than do men. The top 20% of men have access to hookup culture, but average dudes, they can't very easily hook up. Whereas, like, an average chick, she, like, she could just download Tinder, boom, 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 super easy, get laid. All right. So, summarizing the clip, these girls, this is like a clip from a podcast, and there's maybe six or seven women in the room, and there's like one or two guys, and they're kind of going back and forth debating hookup culture in this episode. And these girls are saying, you know, guys love hookup culture. They love being able to say, I got six different women. I got a bunch of hoes. I'm fucking all these different chicks. It's much more common for guys to be involved in and enjoy hookup culture than it is for women to be involved in and say that they enjoy hookup culture. And then the host of the podcast is explaining to them what a lot of women really don't seem to understand, which is they... A lot of girls will say, man, so many guys just want to have sex. They're fucking all these different women. You can't trust guys. They're cheating. They got a bunch of different hoes and they all they want to do is hook up and blah, blah, blah. What a lot of girls don't understand about hookup culture is that generally speaking, 80 to 90% of women are interested in the same 10% of men, the top 10% of men, especially if it's just for sex, right? 10% of men have access to 80 to 90% of the women who are interested in casual sex. The other 90% of guys, just regular dudes working at fucking McDonald's or a tech company or an insurance company or some shit or a clothing store, normal dudes driving buses, fucking, you know what I mean? Teachers and shit, just normal dudes don't have access to just unlimited women for casual sex dog <laughs> you know what i mean like the guy the dude that most girls are talking about when it comes to hookup culture top 10 percent of guys how many guys do you know personally that just have un access to unlimited women and are hooking up every single fucking weekend like give me a break dog and so then he goes and says it's actually women who have more access to casual sex because even the most average woman Average looking, average in skills and personality, everything, just average, not even amazing, could easily walk out of the house dressed normally and find somebody that's going to have sex with her if she really wants it, can download Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or whatever the fuck and get hundreds, if not thousands of guys who would drop everything, who would leave work, who would leave their fucking friends and family at home just to come have sex. The average guy cannot do the same thing. It's just not going to happen, you know? And so whether you agree with that or not is up for you to decide, but this is just factual, dog. Like it's much, and I don't know, I don't know the numbers, but the point of that clip is that many more women have access to and are involved in this hookup culture just because it's much easier for a woman to get access to sex than it is for an average man to get access to sex. Not something I really wish, not that I'm trying to prove a point. I just think it's something that a lot of girls don't understand. And remember, the point of this episode is just to get you to consider shit that you ne maybe never considered before. All right. 
but we're going to move on. All right, so the next clip. In this clip, this woman is going to try to explain. Actually, you know, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to set it up because I don't want to influence your perspective on this clip. I'm just going to play it and then we'll fucking talk about it. Here we go. And the problem I more, not even a problem I have with um, hookup culture or whatever, the fact and what the video set was saying about like feminism is that hookup culture basically teaches us and like says all these things like, oh, it's, we're feminists. We're sleeping around with men because we want to like blah, blah, blah. It reminds me so much. And I, I get not everyone has this opinion. This is just my opinion. One girl. Maybe other people share my opinion, but this is my opinion based off the books I've read and my experience as a woman. That, it just reminds me of when, like, men tricked women into getting into the workforce because they needed more, like, they wanted women in the workforce. They was like, it's empowering to be in the workforce. Like, I feel like it's like a men-driven, it's men-driven being like, we want girls to, like, hook up with us casually. Like, let, let's trick them into thinking that it's empowering for them. When if we didn't do anything with them, then maybe they would have to get their act together and maybe I have to commit to people. And I understand that hook up, hooking up is fun and yeah, it feels good to some, it doesn't feel good to others. It really depends on your body and your partner and if they know what they're doing. <laughs> but what I'm saying, I think you guys get hook up culture really confused is that a lot of you guys have like hook up buddies or like situationships, whatever. And I really wouldn't call that casual. That's like a relationship in its own thing. Um, I would say casual is more like a one night stand, um, something like that. If you're hooking up with someone consistently, like that's a relationship. Maybe it doesn't have a label, but that's like a relationship kind of thing. Okay, listening to this again, I don't even know what the fuck her point was. No disrespect to this young lady, but I just, one thing that I have noticed time and time again, because I listen, you have no idea how many fucking clips and videos and podcasts I consumed preparing this episode. And just one thing that seems so strange to me is that even when young women complain about hookup culture, it's somehow men's fault that women are engaging in hookup culture. So if we go back to what she said in the clip, she's saying it reminds her of the time when men tricked women into entering the workforce and they tried to make it seem like they were trying to empower women. And I, this is, I don't know if this is true, but I have heard the same thing that way back when women really weren't allowed to work or they weren't encouraged to work and they were encouraged to stay at home and take care of the, the family in the house. At some point, I think this started in the US, I don't know, so don't quote me on this, but the story is more or less the following. The government or the conspiracy, who the powers that be, the fucking rich, greedy, white bastards, the white male privileged men of society wanted to figure out how to generate more money for the United States. How do we get more tax revenue so that we can buy more weapons and start more wars? And they said, well, half of the population isn't working. And those are women. So why don't we create a marketing campaign, a social movement, and say, let's empower women to enter the workforce because the more women there are working, the more tax revenue we can generate, the more profit we can generate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So deep down, they didn't give a fuck about women, but they created this whole movement to get women to enter the workforce just so that they could make more money, in this case, off of women. That's basically what she's talking about. I don't know if it's true, I'm just trying to give you some context. But then she says, oh, this is the same thing. Men tricked women into getting involved in hookup culture and having casual sex with a bunch of 
dudes, which to me just does. I don't understand how that's men's fault. If you look online, at least when I look online, it's mainly radical feminist women saying, fuck as many people as you want. Don't be controlled by the patriarchy. You're free. There's nothing wrong with casual sex. If you meet him today and you want to fuck him today, fucking go for it because you're an independent woman and you're strong. Don't listen to fucking men. They're just jealous and insecure. That's women saying that. Most guys that I know are saying, no, lady, don't fuck a bunch of random dudes. Don't engage in a bunch of casual sex. You know what I mean? Like, I want to date. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know any dude that's like, damn, I wish there were more girls having sex with a bunch of different guys. I wish I had a girlfriend who, before she got with me, had sex with 65 other men and had strange kind of emotional connections, kind of unemotional connections, certainly sexual connections with a, with 65 other men. I've never met a dude who said some shit like that. And what I think a lot of young women don't understand is like, and we're actually going to get into this in the next clip, but what I think a lot of young women don't understand is, yeah, I mean, like, if, if, if you're going to give some casual free sex to a guy and he doesn't have to do anything for it, what is he going to do? Like, reject it? Of course he's going to take it. But when he's looking for a girlfriend, or a wife, a mother of his fucking children, he's not looking for the woman who slept with a bunch of different dudes, who's never been capable of forming a commo- an emotional connection, who's cheated on every guy she's ever been with. We're not, that, like, we're not looking for that. The same way women are looking for that when they want a husband or a boyfriend. It's the same shit. So how hookup culture and women engaging in hookup culture is somehow men tricking women into having... that? No, dude, that's fucking women... Dumbass, lonely, miserable women telling a bunch of other confused, impressionable women that they should just fuck a bunch of dudes because that's what it means to be free. I don't, I disagree with the idea that that's men's fault and that we tricked women into that shit. Every man I know wishes that women would stop engaging in that kind of behavior. So I'd love to know what y'all think, man, but that one, I just, and I don't even know the point of her clip. Let me go back and see what she said at the end. Hang on. It really depends on your body and together, say? and maybe you have to commit to people. And I understand, but let's trick them into thinking that it's empowering for them. When if we didn't do anything with them, then maybe they'd have to get their act together, and maybe you have to commit to people. And I understand that hook up, hooking up is fun, and yeah, it feels good to some, doesn't feel good to others. It really depends on your body and your partner. And- it depends on your body. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, that's one thing I do agree with. Not the fucking part about your body and your part. I don't, this fucking chick. I don't know what she's talking about. But the idea that like if women didn't engage in hookup culture, nobody would be able to engage in hookup culture. This is another thing that I think a lot of young women don't understand. And before I continue with that, we're going to move to the next clip because... It's about what I'm about to say, all right? Hopefully that made sense. (laughs) I'm going to save my point until we play the next clip because it's directly related, all right? So let's continue. Whose fault is hookup culture? I think it's definitely women because if women weren't putting out, then men wouldn't have the ability to, and so there wouldn't be any hookup culture. Exactly. So it's because women are putting out and having sex with more men more frequently, they are controlling that. And men are obviously going to take it because what else are they going to do? They're just going to, you know, not take it? Like, what? (laughs) Hey, listen, the fish market can't be open if there's no fish for sale. Word? (laughs) Word? (laughs) Okay, so, like I was saying, um, 
Well, actually, let me let me slow down. The host of the podcast is saying, whose fault is hookup culture? Who started this shit? Who's responsible for the current state of affairs? And this lady is saying, well, it's, it's really women because when you think about it, women control access to sex, right? The only alternative is rape. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way a man's going to have sex if a woman doesn't want to, right? So generally speaking, women control access to it. So if we're talking, if we're mad about hookup culture, and everybody having casual sex and, and these men don't want to commit and all they want is sex. It's like, okay, well, why are you can't really be mad at men for that? If you ask me, I think women need to talk to other women and say, hey, sis, why don't you stop fucking dudes who only want you for sex? And then maybe guys will understand that if they want sex, that they need to like mature a little bit and actually try to form a meaningful relationship and not just look at me like a sexual object. I think that is the point that's being made here. It's like the only reason hookup culture is possible is because a bunch of women are willing to have casual sex with a bunch of dudes. And as dudes, we're not going to turn it down. If you're throwing that ass this way, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm going to catch it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to turn it down. You know, that's, I'm just, you know, speaking like the average guy. We keep it real here on Real English Radio. Maybe you don't want to hear this, but it's real, right? It's just, it's just, it, it is what it is. So um, whether you agree with that or not is up to you. But I think uh, they're making some, some solid points here, man. Some solid fucking points. The same way. And this is like outside of hookup culture. When I listen to young ladies complain about young men, um, I've always just had the idea in my head. It's like, okay, the only reason that there's a bunch of fuck boys and little bitch ass niggas acting like little boys instead of men is because women allow them to behave that way. If women stopped giving access to what men want out of the relationship until men started acting like proper men, then we'd have a bunch of proper men. And it's the same on the other side. When I listen to young men complain about their problems with women, if we as men came together and stopped tolerating bullshit ass women, Women would have to change their behavior to get what they want from men. It goes both ways, you know? So, men, you should not be, like, getting mad at women and saying, fucking, you bitches, and you right there, that. No, we, you as men, all of us, need to get together, have a little fucking team meeting, get together and say, okay, we're not going to tolerate this and this and this. And any girl who wants to display that bullshit behavior gets no fucking play. Ladies, y'all need to have a fucking team meeting and say, we're tired of men doing this and this and this. And any men who do that shit, they get no fucking play. I guarantee you the behavior of men and women around the world would change. All right? So when it comes to this relationship shit, this sex shit, you got to talk to your fucking counterparts. Ladies, y'all need to work with the ladies on what needs to change. Guys, we got to work with each other on what needs to change. All right? Enough of this fucking... Bullshit ass gender wars. This shit is stupid, dog. This shit is stupid. Anyway, anyway, I don't want to get off track. Still got a few more clips to get through. Let's uh, move on to some more clips about hookup culture. This one is about birth control. And uh, this guy is talking about another possible origin of the trend to engage in casual sex and hookup culture. Here we go. You ain't got the answer, Sway. Kanye. I've been doing this more. Actually, that's this doesn't make sense if you're just listening to it. So 
On TikTok, you can stitch videos. You can take the beginning of somebody else's video and then attach it to your video. So the clip that's being stitched is uh, this girl talking about how she realized that hookup culture is fucking stupid. And then this guy is going to come in and comment on it. So here we go. I'm going to start with his comments. You want to know why hookup culture is even a prevalent thing now? It's because of birth control. Now, let me explain. Since the advent of birth control in the 50s, sexual liberation has occurred specifically for women. And while that does have its positives, it's not without its negatives. Okay. So let me just make one thing clear. Just in case you don't know, birth control, I guess there's many forms of it, but it's basically some, it's a technology, whether it's a pill or an IUD, a little device that gets inserted into the woman, whatever. It keeps the woman from getting pregnant. Um... So it's it basically you're putting certain chemicals into your body to block the ability to get pregnant, even if you happen to receive a bit of semen during the sexual intercourse, right? Birth control. That's basically what he's talking about. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Want to know why hookup culture is even a prevalent thing now? It's because of birth control. Now, let me explain. Since the advent of birth control in the 50s, sexual liberation has occurred specifically for women. And while that does have its positives, it's not without its negatives. Unfortunately, it's led us to a place where just being free and having hedonistic sex with whoever you want is what's praised in society. And past that, it's led us to adopt the mindset of only worrying about freedoms and rights while throwing responsibilities by the wayside. And this is all just a symptom of the radical move towards careless liberalism and mainstream consciousness. Emphasis on careless because it's not really liberalism in its true form. Hookup culture and the messages behind it is one of the serious detriments we face as a society. All right. So according to this young man, he believes that hookup culture really exploded when birth control was invented. Because before that, even if you go back to what Louise Perry was saying earlier in the episode, it's pretty easy to see why most people didn't engage in it, especially women, just because of the dangers. Like you could just have some casual sex on a Friday night and boom, you're pregnant. You know, so when birth control came around and they're like, oh, I don't got to worry about getting pregnant. I'm fucking the whole football team. Right. He's saying that's basically what happened. It's like once birth control came around, people were much more liberated sexually, which does have its positives. But it's not without its negatives. Right. And he's saying that continuing to engage in this shit is just like reinforcing the idea that the only thing that matters in life is being free. When what a lot of us refuse to accept here in the West is that. You cannot separate freedom from responsibility, right? With every right or freedom that you are granted comes the responsibility not to abuse that shit. I think that's the main point of what he's saying. And I guess he's advocating for us to really rethink the idea of liberalism, freedom, and the responsibility that come with those things, right? All right, cool. So we're going to move on. This one's pretty interesting as well. Getting back to the body count conversation, because that's another one that is heavily debated in Western society. How many people have you had sex with? Why is it different for men? And why is it different for women? And the man in this clip is going to try to explain that to somebody who asked the question in a comment on one of his videos. All right, so here we go. 
Look at this bullshit right here. She says... <laughs> hang, on. hang on, hang on. Let me read the comment so you can have some context. This lady said, Men can have a million and one bodies, meaning men can have sex with a million and one different women, but if a woman has one... It's the end of the world for her in a man's eyes. The double standards are real. Now, let me just get a quick definition of double standard, just in case you don't know what that means. A double standard is a rule or a principle which is unfairly applied in different ways to different people or groups. So let's go back to the context. For men, you are celebrated as a fucking king. You a player. You the fucking man. If you've had sex with hundreds of women, right? But if a woman has sex with just 10, 12, 14 men, it's the end of the world. She's a whore. Don't marry that fucking lady. She's going to cheat on you. She's never going to connect emotionally. She's worth nothing. That's a double standard, right? It's, you know, the same logic is not applied to both people. If a man has sex with a bunch of people, he's amazing. If a woman has sex with a bunch of people, she's a whore. That's a double standard. And that's her comment. So now he's about to respond in his own way. Here we go. Let's hear it. Look at this bullshit right here. She <laughs> says, men can have a million and one bodies. But if a woman has one, it's the end of the world for her in a man's eyes. Double standards are real. You know, ladies, here's what you need to understand, okay? You're not a man. You can be dead fucking broke, and a man who's a millionaire will come and pick you up off your face for no other reason than you know how to shut up and you got a nice ass. That ain't happening for men. It's a double standard. I, we accept it. All right, this clip is kind of long, so I'm going to try to stop and explain things along the way just so you don't get lost. His argument is that men and women are not the same. We are not equal in every way. Doesn't mean one is worth more than the other, all right? So chill the fuck out. But we are not equal in every way. So he's trying to explain the difference between men and women when it comes to having a bunch of sex. And what he's saying is, as a woman, one thing that you can do that man cannot is just be pretty, know how to cook a meal, and be supportive to your men, and somebody will marry you and take care of you for the rest of your fucking life. There is not a man alive who is not both rich, famous, and incredibly attractive that can do the same thing. If I lose my job tomorrow, if my brother loses his job tomorrow, if any guy listening to this has no money, is not extremely attractive, even if he's attractive, doesn't even make a fucking difference. If he doesn't have any money, any ambition, he has nothing going on in his life, how many women are going to marry him and pay all the bills and take care of him while he stays home and takes care of the children. It's just not going to happen, right? And that's the argument that he's making. He's saying all you have to do is have a nice ass, a pretty face, smile, be feminine, and support your man, and you can be taken care of for the rest of your life. Men cannot say the same thing, right? You can easily, just being an average woman, leave the house and go find somebody to have sex with you. Men cannot do or say the same thing. That's what he's saying, all right? So let's continue. I'm going to go back a few seconds and we'll continue. You can be dead fucking broke and a man who's a millionaire will come and pick you up off your face for no other reason than you know how to shut up and you got a nice ass. That ain't happening for men. It's a double standard. I, we accept it. It's not a big deal. Fuck it. Right? Even though most of us say millionaires. So it's not like we benefit from that. 
Okay, so just to reiterate one more time, I'm gonna try to stop as few times as possible. But what he's saying is, you can be dead fucking broke. You can be a woman working at fucking McDonald's, but if you're pretty, you got a nice body, you know, you know how to support your man. Just be a good partner. A millionaire will come and take you out of McDonald's, take you on trips to fucking Italy and Paris and Japan and fucking Brazil and shit, just because you're pretty, feminine. And you know how to support your man. And you got a nice body. The same would never happen for a man because women are not willing to give that type of man the time. A woman who has her own money, working her own job, doesn't need anybody. She's independent. Is not checking for the dude working at McDonald's making $7 an hour. It's just not happening. You know, you might find a unicorn like that once every hundred years, but generally speaking, it's not happening. And that is also a double standard. So she's saying it's not fair that a man can have sex with a bunch of women and he's considered a king. But if a woman has sex with a bunch of men, she's considered a whore. And he's basically presenting his counter argument or showing that there's other double standards that benefit women and not men. Right. That's what he's expressing. All right. So let me go back a few seconds and we'll continue. That ain't happening for men. It's a double standard. I, we accept it. It's not a big deal. Fuck it. Right? Even though most of us ain't millionaires. So it's not like we benefit from that. Okay. I forgot to explain this. I know I said I was going to try to stop as few times as possible, but I forgot to explain this. Going back to what I said earlier in the episode, a lot of young women don't understand, young and old, women don't understand that like, yeah, a man, for example, or most men are not millionaires. Most men are not in the top 10% of men who just have unlimited access to women and are out here ha having casual sex every night or every weekend. So a lot of times when women talk about, oh, men can have sex with tens, hundreds of different women, but women can't. It's like, first of all, most men can't even have sex like you think most men are having sex. Most men are fucking single with no sex partners. They're beating their dick every night watching porn, dog. So like the men that a lot of women complain about in reference to hookup culture, it is at most 10% of guys. And even still, the other 90% accept that double standard. They understand if I'm not good looking and I also don't have money and I can't provide for my woman, I can't be a protector and all these things, a woman probably not going to be interested. Even if I have a heart of gold, it doesn't fucking matter. If I'm working at McDonald's, and she doesn't believe I can provide for her and our future children, it's not happening, bro. It's not happening. And as men, we accept that, okay? Just wanted to make it super extra clear because, again, it's a long clip, so I just want to make sure you can follow the whole thing, all right? So now I'm going to go back a few seconds, one more time, and we'll continue. The millionaire will come and pick you up off your face for no other reason than you know how to shut up and you got a nice ass. That ain't happening for men. It's a double standard. I, we accept it. It's not a big deal. Fuck it. Right? Even though most of us ain't millionaires. So it's not like we benefit from that. Okay? You guys want somebody who was taller, stronger, smarter, more ambitious, has more resources, willing to fight, knows what to do, all of this shit. That's what you ladies want. You want somebody bigger, stronger, smarter, faster, more resources than you. We don't require that shit of you. We don't. We don't care. And if we did require you to be our equals, then most of you would not have a man because the men that are your equals are not the men you want. 
The men who are who earn as much money as you do are not the men you want. The men who are as tall as you are not the men you want. So, with that being said, I don't want to hear shit about double standards. You just don't like the ones that don't benefit you. And the way this one doesn't benefit you is that it doesn't allow you to be a hoe. You don't get to be a hoe. You can be a total loser in every other facet of your life. And if you know how to shut up and help somebody, follow instructions, and you're sitting on a nice ass, then you're going to be all right. A man's got to go out and make something of himself. Women, you go out and make something of yourself. Guess what? We're telling you very clearly we don't give a shit. So you make something of yourself or not, if you don't take care of your body and you're not attractive and you ain't easy to get along with, we don't give a shit. All right, let me stop really quick and just explain, give you a little bit of context in case he lost you there. He's trying to differentiate the way men and women choose partners and the things that men and women value. So he's saying, again, if you could be a fucking loser working at McDonald's, and I'm not saying if you work at McDonald's, you're a loser because I don't believe that's true. But speaking generally about society, you're viewed as a loser if you're working at McDonald's. So you can be broke as shit, no money, no skills, no ambition, no bright future. But if you know how to support your man, follow instructions, be a great partner, and you keep your body in shape, you're physically attractive, you're easy to get along with and easy to be around, and we believe you'll be a good mother to our children, you are going to be fine. You don't have to make something of yourself as a woman. And when he says make something of yourself, he means become a person of extremely high value in terms of money, success, status, titles, possessions, and shit like that. You don't have to become somebody that's worth looking up to, a fucking role model and a respected member of society. But as a man, you do. In order to get access to high quality women, you have to be, you have to make something of yourself. You can't be no little ass boy at 35 smoking weed, playing video games, working at McDonald's and expect to find a high quality woman that's going to marry you and allow you to put a baby in her, bro. That's what he's saying. So as women... You value and want different things. And so like when you hear conversations about hookup culture or relationships in general, you hear a lot of single women who complain about not being able to find men on their level. And they're saying, well, I don't need a man. I'm independent. I, got, I don't need a man to take care of me. I don't care how much money he makes. I don't care if he can provide for me. I make my own money. I have my own apartment. I have a great career. I make six figures. And what he's saying is guys don't give a shit about that. They don't care. A man is not a man is not checking for how much fucking money you make. He might be interested in how you spend your money, your spending habits, your financial health and shit like that. They don't care if you make six figures and work for a corporation and drive a Mercedes and got your own apartment. They want to know, are you sweet, feminine, submissive, inspirational, fun to be around, motherly, trustworthy, and have you or have you not slept with half the people in this city? It's not just that, but he's trying to differentiate the values that men and women have, what they're looking for when it comes to a partner, you know? So he's saying there's a bunch of different double standards, and there's a bunch of stuff that men and women just simply don't understand about the opposite sex, and he's trying to educate her on those things. All right, so let me go back just a few seconds, and we'll continue. Sass, then you're going to be all right. A man's got to go out and make something of himself. Women, you go out and make something of yourself. Guess what? We're telling you very clearly we don't give a shit. So you make something of yourself or not, 
if you don't take care of your body and you're not attractive and you ain't easy to get along with, we don't give a shit. So this complaining about double standards needs to stop. We are not the same. We are different. We're never going to be the same. So ladies, get over it. We don't give a shit. It's never going to change. Men who want to give a meaningful commitment to a woman, one of the things we look at to figure out if you're going to be a good wife is whether or not you gave your poo nanny away to everybody. <laughs> really, really quick. The word poo nanny is, um, is, I guess you can call it slang, especially in the black community. It means pussy, vagina, right? Your body. He's saying if you've given your poo nanny away to everybody, he's saying if you've given your pussy, if you've given your body, you've had sex with, figuratively speaking, everybody. All right, let me play it again. But shit, it's never going to change. Men who want to give a meaningful commitment to a woman, one of the things we look at to figure out if you're going to be a good wife is whether or not you gave your poo nanny away to everybody. And if you gave your poo nanny away because he's 6'3", or he's got good money, or he's it's a vibe, or because you were on <laughs> vacation, or, or, or whatever, right? You didn't give it away to a person who gave you a meaningful commitment in a relationship. You gave it away to some dude that's a random because you like something about him then we don't think you're going to be loyal wives. We think that while we're married, if you go through problems with us, you're going to give it away to some random dude that checks your old hoe boxes. That's why we don't want you. We don't think that you're going to be good mothers to our children, right? We look at that as an indicator of your character. And you don't have to agree with that. You might think it's bullshit. You might think it's unfair. You can think whatever the hell you want about it. Guess what? It's not going to change. Because you have all the access to sex you want. You can walk out your door. If you can stand up right and walk out your front door, you can find somebody who wants to bury their bone in your yard. And if you have... <laughs> you, you can find somebody that wants to bury their bone in your yard. He's speaking figuratively. So if you think about a dog who... I don't even know. If, I guess dogs do like... They like bones, right? But if you think about a dog who has a bone, at least in cartoons and shit, you'll see the dog literally bury it in the backyard and then cover it so he can come back to it later, I guess. I don't know why they would do that shit. But he's speaking figuratively because a bone is also slang for a penis. If you have a boner, it means you have an erection. Your penis is hard. So when he says bury <laughs> somebody who wants to bury their bone in your yard, he means insert their penis into your vagina. You know, the yard is your body. The bone is the penis. So if they bury their bone in your yard, you know, what I'm, you know what the fuck I'm trying to say. So hopefully now that's clear, I'm going to play it again and we'll continue. The clip is almost over. It's not going to change because you have all the access to sex you want. You can walk out your door. If you can stand up right and walk out your front door, you can find somebody who wants to bury their bone in your yard. And if you have access to something like sex and you do it with anybody and everybody, it does say something about you. It does. It means you have no character. It means you have no self-control. It means you don't respect yourself and it means you don't value yourself. And guess what else it means? It means men who have their shit together won't want you for a wife. Have a good day. Whew. All right. Um, I think we're just going to move on, man. Whether y'all agree with that or not is up to you. That was a pretty long one. And we got just a couple more clips to get through. So um, we're going to move right along. This next clip is from a woman's perspective. Just one woman, not all women. A woman's perspective on the same topic. We're talking about body count. How many people you've had sex with. Let's hear what she has to say. 
Why are men so concerned with women's body count, but men's body count are twice as much, but obviously don't matter? Well, here's the thing. You have to understand that there's a great difference between males and females. Men and women are not the same. You are not equal. You, okay? <sighs> Men mark their territory. The higher your body count is, the less likely he can bond you and bind you to him as his property, right? Men are takers by nature. They, they take energy. That's what they do. So the more men that you're with, the more value you lose because you got so many men taken from you, right? After they didn't took so much from you, what do you have to offer after that? Nothing. So as a woman, why would you want a high body count? All right. So I, I mean, I'm sorry for the fucking Jesus. I'm sorry for the, uh, I don't know why people put music on podcast clips on TikTok. This shit is so fucking annoying. So I'm sorry if you couldn't understand everything. I'll just summarize. The question, of course, is why is there a double standard? Why is it different when a man or a woman sleeps with a bunch of people? And this lady is saying you have to understand men and women are not the same. And that men, by nature, take energy from women. And women give energy to men and also their children, right? And so if you're just, if as a woman, if you're giving and giving and giving yourself to all these different men, who are taking all this energy from you, what do you have left to give when you finally meet a guy that you think you want to stay committed to and have a real relationship with? You just, you have nothing left to give. So why, as a woman, would you even want to have a high body count and just give yourself to so many different strange men? That's the question that she's asking. That's the idea that's being expressed. All right. Now, this next clip that I'm going to play is about the hidden danger of hookup culture because we talked about a lot all right We're, how are we doing on time we're at an hour already man i've played a bunch of different clips i've commented on them i've tried to explain some things we've covered a lot okay but one thing we haven't covered is what this guy's about to talk about is what this guy's about to talk about <laughs> that is correct by the way what this guy is about to talk about in this next clip the hidden danger that nobody talks about when it comes to hookup culture all right let's hear what he has to say this is one of the biggest problems with hookup culture that nobody talks about. If you think hookup culture is bad, you probably know the psychological and biological problems with that. But one of the biggest problems that nobody ever speaks on is the fact that it makes people blackpilled and it turns them into incels. A lot of Okay, one of the biggest problems that people don't talk about is that hookup culture turns them into black pills and incels. Now, let me just explain that really quick because it's a very, um, I don't know if you guys have terms for this in your language or your country, but it's a very common thing, especially online in the U.S. these days. So the term black pill has its origins in online subcultures, particularly those focused on discussions around dating, attraction and societal dynamics, right? Men and women and relationships and shit like that. And it's an evolution of the metaphor of the red pill and the blue pill from the movie The Matrix. Okay, so let's break down the different metaphors for each of these pills. The blue pill represents the choice to remain in comfortable ignorance. So in the context of societal dynamics and dating, it refers to maintaining conventional beliefs about relationships, society, and one's abilities, especially as a man. Now the red pill is based on the idea of waking up to this harsh reality. It's associated with recognizing and confronting uncomfortable truths about societal dynamics, especially regarding gender relations and gender attraction and societal constructs. The red pill community 
often criticizes aspects of feminism and promotes traditional or evolutionary perspectives on gender roles. So if somebody considers themselves red pill, it's basically saying, I've woken up to the fucking game and I'm not going to play these fucking games with these women, man. I'm going to go my own way. I don't need a woman. I'm not going to play these games. I'm not going to let women use me. I fuck feminism. They just want to control us and blah, blah, blah. They are no longer sleeping ignorant. They've woken up to the game that's being played and they realize that it's not really men with all the power. It's actually women, right? And they're not going to play women's fucking game. That's what red pillars think. I'm not saying any of this is valid or invalid. That's just, I'm just explaining what red pill means. So then you have black pill. This is a more, it's just a different perspective. This, when, if you, somebody says that they're black pill, basically what they're saying is when it comes to dating and attracting or attraction, that certain realities are just never going to change. And so many people who subscribe to this black pill philosophy they believe that factors such as genetics or bone structure or other physical characteristics largely predetermine one's attractiveness and success in the dating world. In other words, certain people are just destined to have all the success in dating and it's all based on physical appearance and how attractive you are. So it doesn't matter if I'm a man who is a good man with a great heart and I'm loyal and I'd be a great father. It's just I don't have the stereotypical features physical features that women want or that society says are attractive. So I'm never going to have success in the dating world because this is all a bullshit game and I'm not going to play it. Right? So these black pill people basically are, they have the belief that all the shit is meaningless. They're very pessimistic and they think this shit is all a game that can't be won and it's never going to change. And that you're born with what you're born with and certain people just have more advantages and success in life and in love. And if you're not born with those advantages, you're fucked. So getting back to the clip, this guy is saying one of the hidden dangers of hookup culture is all these dudes who don't benefit from it, they end up becoming blackpilled. And incel is a it's like a it's like a, a term that really means involuntary, excuse me, involuntary celibacy. And celibacy is basically not having sex. Let me get the dictionary definition. Celibacy celibacy the state of abstaining from marriage and sexual relations so involuntary celibacy basically means that you're not having any sex you don't have any romantic partners you don't have access to marriage involuntarily even if you want it you can't get it for whatever reason you don't make enough money you're not attractive you're not interesting they're just not interested bro women are just not interested in you i guess you really don't use this you don't hear this term used for women it's typically men right because men are typically the ones that have a real struggle getting access to sex or romantic partners. A lot of even average women don't have this problem. They might not have people they're interested in, but if they really wanted to get a guy, they could, right? So we really don't use this term for women. It's typically for men. And so getting back to the point, he's saying that one danger people don't talk about is all the guys who don't benefit from hookup culture. 80 to 90% of average dudes who don't have access to all these women who are just trying to fuck, or even if they want a girlfriend or a wife, they just don't have the same access as the top 10% of men. And so a lot of them become nihilistic. They become pessimistic. They become negative, And they say, I refuse to even get involved with women. I'm not even going to try anymore because this game is rigged. It's unfair. I don't have what I need to have to make women interested in me. So fuck this. I'm not going to participate. I'm going to stay by myself. I'm not going to have 
friends. I'm not going to try to get women. I'm not going to have sex. I'm just going to be alone the rest of my life because that's my destiny. I know that was a lot to explain, just a few simple words, but I wanted to give you enough context. So even if you didn't understand what I said, you can at least try to go and search for more content about these topics if you're interested. All right. So let's get back to the clip and we'll continue. This is one of the biggest problems with hookup culture that nobody talks about. If you think hookup culture is bad, you probably know the psychological and biological problems with that. But one of the biggest problems that nobody ever speaks on is the fact that it makes people blackpilled and it turns them into incels. A lot of guys want to believe that looks and money are the only thing that matters in life. And guess what, buddy? When your only goal, your only goal is to hook up with women that you meet on Tinder, at the bar, or at the club when they're drunk, yeah, that's all that's gonna matter. Here's the truth. When you get into a relationship with a woman and you guys love each other, yes, the looks, the money, the flirting, the charisma, all that stuff matters. But guess what? Now there's a whole entire emotional aspect to it. And not only does that matter to you, but women are more emotional to men. So guess what? It matters to them more. But the problem nowadays is that people never see that because their only goal is to sleep with women. Bro, this, this super hot girl at my work won't, won't, won't sleep with me, bro. The world is so messed up, I have to be a Chad. Just think about it for a second. If your only reason for going up and talking to a girl is because you think she's hot and you want to sleep with her, and honestly, I've seen a lot of the incel and black pill like guys, and that's what most of them are like, at least from the ones that I've seen online and the ones that are in my comment section, you guys don't want relationships. You just want to use women for pleasure. If that's how you view a woman, why wouldn't she view you as for either looks or money? You guys will cite statistics and, oh, you know, 80% of men who get matches on Tinder are over six foot and blah. Yeah, bro, that's the thing. When you're looking for matches, when you're looking for hookups, and I'm not saying Tinder can't be used to that at all, but I'm saying it's predominantly used as a hookup app. If that's what you're doing, of course that's gonna be what's gonna happen. It's surface level. Tinder is literally writing people off of pictures. What do you think is going to happen? At the end of the day, the degenerate culture being pushed in the West that you should just go and do whatever you want, hook up with a bunch of people, and it's amazing for you. It's not only bad for you psychologically, it's not only bad biologically, but when you look at it from a societal aspect and what it makes people believe, it tends to make people depressed and disparaged. Whew. All right. So um, just to kind of summarize that second half of the video, he's basically saying all these black pill guys, these incels who are saying, man, none of these girls are interested in me. Uh, you got to be a fucking asshole just to get women. You got to treat them like shit or else they're not interested, right? They got that mentality of the game is unfair. I don't have what women want. And, you know, I have to do all these extra things or be born with these certain features just so women will be interested in me. And what he's saying, this guy in the video is like, dude, if all you want from a woman is sex and you're in, you're going to places where people are only interested in sex or you're on Tinder or Bumble just looking for sex, of course, the girls on that app, generally speaking, are also just looking for sex. So they're going to go after the dudes they're sexually attracted to. They're not interested in who you are as a fucking person, bro. So nobody cares if you have a great heart and you'd be a great father or an amazing boyfriend. If you are not sexually attractive in the pictures on your Tinder profile, you are not going to get matches, bruh. It's just what it is. And not only that, if all you're looking for in a woman is the sexual pleasure you can get from her, like what kind of experience are you expecting to have when dealing with women, dog? What are you expecting? You know, so like sex is cool. Or even if you get with somebody, the sex is important. Having money and being attractive is important. But an emotional connection with the person you're dealing with 
is a thousand times more important. And typically these guys, these black pill dudes, these incel dudes who get no fucking women, who have no game, don't know how to talk to women or nothing like that, they kind of ignore all that shit. You know what I'm saying? All they want from a woman is sex, and then they're complaining that all women want is superficial stuff. It's hypocritical. Like, you are a superficial dude only looking for sex from a woman, and then you're mad that she's a superficial girl only looking for certain sexually attractive characteristics or a guy with a certain amount of money or a certain amount of status. It's fucking dumb. That's another thing I think young men and women don't understand, but especially young men that complain about, like, guys having to be the one that makes the first move, guys having to be the one that approach women and ask for the number or try to like flirt with her and make her interested and get her phone, you know, like convince her to have sex and all that shit. Like they're saying, well, girls don't have to do anything. They just have to be pretty and they get to reject all the guys and we have to deal with all the hard stuff and blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, if we just look outside of the human species, that is literally what it's like for every other form of life on the planet that has penises and vaginas. That is literally what it's like. If you've ever watched a nature documentary and they're filming mating sequences between males and females, fucking exotic birds in some country you've never even heard of, it is the male that goes to fucking incredible lengths just to convince the female to mate with him and not another male of the same species. These motherfuckers over hundreds and thousands of years develop bright colored feathers and do weird fucking dances and make weird sounds and tilt their heads in a certain direction while the woman, the female just sits there looking at them, watching their display, deciding if he's good enough to reproduce with. That is just nature, bro. Women have always been the selectors. Men have always been the conquerors. We are responsible for showing the female that we have genes and characteristics and qualities that are worth reproducing. Otherwise, our species will cease to exist. We have a bunch of weak-ass fucking little punks running the world. No, we want the strongest, most capable, most adaptable members of our species reproducing so that the species gets stronger and more capable and adaptable. And women are responsible for choosing the guys that show those qualities, and then they get together and reproduce. That is nature. That is not men versus women, dog. So if you're one of these guys that has that mentality, bro, you got to grow the fuck up and learn how to talk to women and also start looking for different women and maybe stop caring about just sex. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, bro. It's a complex topic, and I'm just like responding quickly to each one of these clips. I probably should have uh, took some notes or something like that. But just men and women got the whole game fucked up, bro. Everybody is just so confused and uninformed. And I think if you talk to more people, men and women, and you have more experiences, you kind of get a better perspective on this shit as opposed to being a dude and only listening to other dudes trying to teach you something about women. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm just saying if you never talk to women about women or you never have your own experience with women, you never check your own beliefs and toxic thoughts about women, you're at a distinct disadvantage, sir. Ladies, if you only talk to other fucking dumbass women, and you never actually talk to guys or have experience with guys or change your beliefs and toxic thoughts about guys, you are at a distinct disadvantage. Again, the point of this episode is just to expose you to different perspectives, male and female, for and against, 
so that we can start more debates and have more dialogue about this shit. Because I am of the belief that even though hookup culture seems to be very prevalent, I gotta believe that there are tons of young people out there who are not interested in this shit. Not every girl is interested in just hooking up. Not every guy is interested in just hooking up. There are plenty of girls who are not interested in having sex with a bunch of different dudes. They think it's disgusting or it's just not for them. They value themselves in different ways and they have different priorities and different morals. They're not interested in that shit. Same thing with guys. There are plenty of dudes who think that hooking up with a bunch of fucking different women is disgusting. It's not cool. There's nothing to be proud of, right? It's not that all men think one way and all women think another way. That shit, that shit is stupid. That's what you believe? That's fucking dumb. I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm saying what you believe is fucking dumb. All men and women don't think the same way, bro. And I just have to believe that there's a bunch of people out there who are not interested in hookup culture. And they're just not talking to each other because they're constantly on social media seeing people who are talking about hookup culture. And they think, damn, everybody thinks this way. All these girls are fucking hoes. All these guys just want sex. Everybody's shallow. I don't think that's true, bro. I just think people aren't talking to each other enough. You know? And if they are talking to each other, they're just trying to like be the one that's right and prove a point as opposed to listening and having a debate and trying to see things from different perspectives, you know? I, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. The game is fucked up, bro. The game is fucked up because just, and I think the main thing is people just aren't talking to each other. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, everybody's in their little fucking echo chamber, just hearing what they want to hear and not what they need to hear. And that was the point of this episode is maybe just to give you some shit to consider and think about from both sides of the fucking court, you know? I don't know, man. I know that we're like, we're doing pretty bad on time. It's an hour and a half at this point. I got one more clip to play for you before we get out of here, because there is somebody who believes that there's a bright side to hookup culture. There's something positive about it. All right. I know that a lot of these clips have been saying hookup culture is bad, but this final clip is somebody arguing in favor of this culture. So let's hear what she has to say. There was definitely a time that I had the same mentality where I thought that hookup culture just scammed women into having sex with men without having the commitment, without having any type of accountability towards how we were treated. But progress is not linear. And I do feel like hookup culture did allow women to explore their sexuality and act on our sexuality without experiencing the shame that previous generations had. The part where hookup culture failed women is that it didn't really provide us with the tools that we needed to navigate the space in a way that was in our best interest. When having sex with men, you need to know how to advocate for yourself. You need to know how to communicate your boundaries, what you like, what you don't like in order to have fulfilling, enjoyable, satisfying sex. And not to say that I am not a critic of hookup culture, I most definitely am, but I can also recognize where we did move forward when it comes to women's sexual liberation. All right, so just to summarize, she's basically saying that she's not supportive of hookup culture, at least not completely. She is critical of it. She does have her problems with it, but one positive is that a lot more women have been sexually liberated and now they can act on their sexual desires without being called sluts or whores or being shamed for it. One thing that she thinks is a problem is that with this hookup culture, young women weren't given the tools or the environment 
to navigate these different situations and healthily and properly explore their sexuality. With this, I disagree completely. I think the tools in the environment that one has access to in order to explore their sexuality and try a bunch of different shit is called a relationship, dog. You get a fucking boyfriend, you get a husband, and you try a bunch of shit with your partner. I don't see why you have to sleep with a bunch of different people to explore your sexuality. That doesn't make sense to me. I think that's retarded. Um, But obviously that's her opinion and I have mine. I respect it. I'm just saying I disagree. I think that that really in the past, that was the idea is you get married to somebody and within your marriage, you can fucking go wild, do all types of crazy shit. You're with this person for life. Do whatever you want. But in the sanctity of your committed relationship with your partner, not with everybody in the fucking neighborhood. So I don't see what sleeping with a bunch of people has to do with exploring your sexuality. I don't see why you need 15 different people to do that. Um, Now, obviously, if you're you know, you and your partner don't have good sex. That's a completely different issue. But the idea that like somehow sleeping with a bunch of people is the only way to explore your sexuality to me is fucking retarded. I think that the tool to do that has always been a committed relationship. So we just, we have a difference of opinion on that one. And I'm, hold on, let me go back and see the other thing she said. Let me play a little bit more. Her failed women is that it didn't really provide us. Oh yeah, she's saying like, Another benefit, like you need to, as women, we need to learn how to advocate for ourselves and communicate in the bedroom and make sure it's not just the man who's getting pleasure. You need to be able to tell him what you like and dislike. And the only way you're going to learn how to do that is by fucking a bunch of different dudes. I I just could not disagree more with this idea. It doesn't make any sense to me why you need multiple people to learn how to communicate what you want in the bedroom. And I'm not saying that this is what she's saying, but it Based on what she said, it also kind of implies that every man just has amazing experiences in the bedroom and women don't win. Speaking for myself and most guys I know, a lot of women are fucking terrible in bed too. You know what I mean? So I think like learning how to communicate what you want and having better sexual experiences is not, or like having multiple sex partners is not a requirement for improving your communication in the bedroom and learning how to satisfy your partner. I think a committed relationship only increases the chance that you develop those skills. Learn how to communicate with your partner, not with all women, but your woman, not with all men, but your man, right? So that they can learn what you like in the bedroom and you can learn what they like in the bedroom. Why the fuck do you need to fuck 20 different people to figure that out? Why don't you just commit to somebody you actually have a connection with and y'all grow and learn together? You work on the shit just like every other aspect of your relationship, right? Relationships are work. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. It's not fucking flowers and rainbows every day. It's work. Whether we're at, whether it's like dividing the responsibilities in the house, working on the family budget, our communication skills as partners, or our sex in the bedroom. It's work, dog. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm very curious to know what y'all think though. I know this has been a quite This episode has been quite long. We're at an hour and a half now. I played a lot of clips. We covered a whole lot of shit. But if you have made it to the end, I definitely want to thank you for your time and your attention. I really hope that you've enjoyed the episode. And I am really interested to know what y'all think about this topic. If you're listening on Spotify, click on the episode and scroll down. You can enter a message where it says, what did you think about this episode? Leave me a comment. Send me a message. Let me know what you think. If you're supporting the podcast on Patreon, you have access to the Discord server. I've even made a post about this topic so that we can discuss this as a group. So if you haven't left your opinion there, 
Let me know what you think on Discord. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Get in contact with me however you need to get in contact. But this subject right here, especially for us in the West, is extremely important. And like I said in the beginning, it affects all of us in different ways. But it affects all of us. And everybody has different opinions, perspectives, experiences. And I really think the major problem is that we're just not talking to each other about it. We're only consuming a bunch of individual opinions, but there's no healthy debate. There's no conversation happening. So everybody's walking around with a bunch of ideas that really aren't even theirs. They don't even really know what they think or believe. They just know what they feel. But until we debate this shit with each other and we can try to see it from somebody else's perspective and we can feel comfortable enough to be honest about what we like and dislike and what we want and don't want, I don't see how we're going to make any real progress, dog. So I'll say again, like I said many times in this episode, the point of this episode is not to change your opinion. It's for us to start talking about our opinions with each other. It's the, the point is to start a dialogue. All right. So even if you don't talk to me, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to your boyfriend, your girlfriend or whatever, man. But talk about it because this topic, I think, is really, really, really having a big effect on our society in many different ways. Most of them negative, if you ask me. But um, that's it for now, my friend. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kaiser. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.